This week, the Reddit rant that set off CFL Twitter. Randy floats a new playoff format. Mr. Jones. It's the Argos Fancast. You can find us at Argos Fancast. Anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast, just search Argos Fancast. Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere you can find a, find a podcast, you can find the Argos Fancast. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at All Kinds of Clay on the Twitter and Instagram machine. And joining us, as always, our resident historian from ArgoFans.com, our VP of Football Operations, Dr. William Gertler, MBA. I. <laughs> He's not used to getting to getting the uh, massive intro, is he? Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Hi, Will. Everybody. Hi, Dr. Will. <laughs> Bad surgery. Oh, so, uh, well, if you want to follow me right now on Twitter, I'm... Uh, Trolling our friend Nick with Macbeth uh, quotes on uh, the Argo fans Twitter, or uh, join up at www.argofans.com where we're debating the wisdom of this weird CBA thingamajiggy. And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name. Lord of Section 116 and Warden of the Southside, Protector of the Realm. The funny part is, you guys all remember the Spider-Man movie, right? The, the Like the very first one with Tobey Maguire in it, right? The one with Randy Savage? Yeah, yeah, the one with ah. Randy Savage, yeah. You know how you know how long he got with, uh, with Spider-Man? How long? Three no. minutes. Three minutes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Even the flying elbow smash, if memory serves. I think so, yeah. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at DougB519, and you can find my group, The Double Blue Order, on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Double Blue Order, on Twitter at Double Blue Order, and on Instagram at The Double Blue Order. Well, I think... Uh, some of the big news is uh, what's kind of been happening on CFL Twitter and this kind of really went uh, uh, kind of a little viral when some uh, people took to a Reddit post that uh, was shared everywhere about uh, one fan's idea of what the CFL needs to do to reach the younger demographic. Well, actually, it's not to reach the demographic. It was more to... It, w- it was a response to a thread on Reddit that was called How to Fix the League. And unfortunately, his response was way too long to fit in the comment section, so he had to put out an entire other post. And and holy, and holy cow, if this thing was written in a paper, this would have been a wicked op-ed. Yeah. And and you know what I mean, for the lack of uh, of you know a, a quick response, I think that uh, he actually reiterated some very good points that probably a lot of us have had in maybe not so eloquent terms. Um, but uh, he, you know he, you know, I'll just kind of go through a couple of the quick things. And then we're going to bring uh, Mr. Josh McGee, the author of this post, on to uh, well talk to us about uh, what he meant behind this. So he, he had a few points in here. So he wanted the CFL to genuinely connect with people under 40. And that is the, the a point within that is kind of what set off the CFL Twitter um, regarding a, another social media form. Uh, TikTok. Uh, the other one, he, he wants to, to see TSN adjust how it presents the league. Or treats it. Treats it. He uh, doesn't like the lack of exposure that uh, that the league is getting. He wants the CFL to fix some contracts. And 
he doesn't believe that there is much of a an identity, and they're, they're, the CFL is not controlling the public narrative. Now, we may not all agree with everything that he says here, but I, I think there are some very valid points. So let's bring on the author of this rant, Josh McGee. Hey, guys. How's it going? Not too bad. Hey, Welcome to the FanCast. Awesome. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, I guess. <laughs> All right, Josh, we talked a little bit very briefly about the Twitter, or not the Twitter, the Reddit rant that you posted, uh, I guess, and, and we I was corrected as, as a response to how to fix the league. What kind of prompted yeah. you to get this all out there? Um, I think it just uh, it hit a boiling point uh, over the course of my life. I mean, I've been an Argo for my entire life, but... Uh, I live uh, out in the eastern reaches of the GTA, and I've pretty much been the uh, the only CFL guy. And it's a very a very isolated experience. And I guess it just hit a point where it's like, this is what we need to do. I see other things flourishing, and uh, we're sort of just stuck ten years ago, almost in a sense. Now, this kind of set off a, a, a lot of people and uh, unfortunately they kind of really only jumped on one small point of, uh, of well, one of your arguments. Um, for the record, it was those of the melon headed persuasion who did it present company excluded, of course. Um, and you know, you, you made, made sure you bolded this in the Reddit, uh, Reddit post. The CFL doesn't have TikTok. Um, I wonder if you could kind of maybe explain that whole the point as a whole, um, as opposed to you know just specifically saying, well, the CFL is failing because it doesn't have TikTok. Well, yeah, I'm I'm afraid that people really focused in on that specific point. Um, I think I led with that just because it's an it's an incredibly recent example, and I think to really understand this, we have to step back and look at our world today. Um, it's very fast paced. It's ever changing and we have to keep on top of the trends. And if you don't have your finger on the pulse, then you're missing out. And, you know, I, I mentioned that the XFL was right on top of it. They recognize that, you know, all the kids are on TikTok right now. They quickly made an account. They made the engaging contact, engaging co- content, uh, cranked it out, did, did it properly, best practices. And they quickly racked up a following of 300,000 followers. I mean, that's 300,000 eyeballs. You want to talk about CFL 2.0 and going global. The internet is one of the most global things. So if you're not doing the internet properly, then you're missing out. Now, for us old people. Um, Speak for yourself. What, <laughs> what is TikTok? Um, are you familiar with Vine? Uh, Vine, that was the uh, the app that that had the seven second videos, correct? Yes, yes. It, I would describe it as very similar to that. Um, it perhaps has a little uh, different social features to it, but um, I mean, I guess that's the next evolution. I would describe it as an evolution of Vine. It's very popular right now, and again, it's the uh, I, I guess you could stereotype us as the short attention span generation. But I mean, unfortunately, we are going to. Uh, take over the world at, at some point and um you know we do things a certain way and if it's not fitting in or if it's not present here then it's just going to disappear i'm afraid at some point now i mean you you, you kind of highlighted tiktok as just kind of one of the things you know basically not jumping on the trends and using them properly um some of the other stuff is uh, you know you're you're talking about the, the uh tsn isn't presenting the league very well. Um, now, you did mention, you know, okay, what people are doing wrong. What do you think TSN needs to do to change this? You know, since you, well, you've already put out your point here of what they're what they're not doing right, but you know, let's let's kind of expand on that. And what what do they need to to do that's uh, that will fix this? Well, I think a, a big product. Part of it is the uh, the attitude of the employees there. I mean, even this morning when I was driving into work, I was listening to 1050, and they were they were joking about an employee they didn't like. It. They jokingly said, "Oh, we we almost banished him to cover CFL football." What what is that like? 
you know, it's, it's almost like degrading it to that second rate product. Like you're not treating it with the respect it needs. If they don't, if even the company that presents the product doesn't respect the product, their audience isn't going to respect the product either. Now, now who's now who said that? You said you listened to it this morning. Who said that? Um, I believe it was a a little segment on uh, Wake Up Woodbridge. Uh, I think it was Carlo Coliacovo. I believe. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. I I friggin' bitched about him on this on this very podcast before too. So. Yeah, and I, he's not the only offender. I mean, there's there's others, but I, I'm not going to go into the list. I I don't really feel like calling out all you have to do is listen to the content if you listen to tsn radio on a on a daily basis you hear it i mean they don't they don't i mean baseball's getting killed right now i mean there's a lot of fun being made of mlb about the the cheating scandal and the trash can scandal but i mean with the cfl it's a constant occurrence i mean and when it's a constant occurrence you know people it's sort of normalized I think it's become normalized in the GTA that the CFL is just kind of this little thing that only a small subset of people follow. Yeah, nothing's going to change if you know, it's not their job to you know promote the CFL per se, but it's certainly not their job to go out of their way to belittle it either. Yeah, I, I mean it's their property. Would they not want to promote it as much as possible? It makes sense. I mean, Rogers, to the point of turning kind of me off the Jays, kind of, you know, they they promote them to death. Well, you mean with the thirty six hours a thirty six hours a day of coverage that they get on the Fan Five Ninety? Yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, it's like they're willing to go to bat for their properties, but Bell, you know, national rights holder of the league, and. Uh, you know, owns a part of the Argos. I mean, that's. I mean, that's that's the that's the thing that kind of gets my goat. It's yeah. like you, it's like you, you now you own part of this team now, yep. and you have pundits who are well, either giving backhanded compliments or just absolutely slamming it. Like, like, do you not want this thing to make money? And it, you know, it's great that. Oh, what was I gonna? I lost my train of thought, but. You know, it's great that Marshall Ferguson does a great job on 1150, but I know we've said this to death. Should we have to rely on a Hamilton station to get our CFL coverage? With a Hamilton Exactly. I, I listen to 1050 on the on the way to work because 1050 is not going to talk about CFL. I will listen to 1150 even with the Hamilton bias. I'll take it. At least they're covering the CFL. And like Randy Ambrosi was on a few days ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, has, has Matt Nichols been on 1050 since he signed with the Argos? Has uh, nope. uh, Ryan Dinwiddie been on 1050 since he was hired? Don't nope. think so. No, so I, don't, essence, I, don't even, I don't even think they meant, like, on the drive-in, they usually mention all the little stories of the day. I don't even think they mentioned re-signing half the people that, you know, or or half of our free agent signings. They did. They didn't talk about half of that. So many great acquisitions just gone unnoticed on 1050. So essentially, I mean, to to bring in the new the new fans, we need to kind of go back to and you know we were to all talking about okay the the league needs to move forward, but you know TSN needs to kind of move backwards in. Uh, and how they're going to control this and basically, you know, telling their people, okay, you cannot downgrade our product, right? That, that's something that happened uh, years and years ago. And, you know, a lot of companies have gotten away from, you know, kind of muzzling their people that way, but essentially that's almost what they have to do at this point. You know, it's gotten yeah, a little bit I, out of control. I, if, if they did it with any other sport, could you imagine uh, if any of those guys on 10.50 in the morning just went, oh, yeah, I don't really follow NHL. It's, it's kind of it's lame. Hockey's kind of lame. No, that wouldn't fly. That would uh, not fly. Can you imagine if someone out there said, you know what, I prefer Swedish Elite League or the KHL to the NHL? I would love to hear that. I would love to see what would happen. Love to see the backlash of that. That would be hilarious. You might actually get burned at the stake at Maple Leaf Square. 
<laughs> well, hey, it would give me some entertainment. Um, you know, and we, we kind of touched on the lack of exposure in, in that way, and uh, as well with the you know not seeing a lot of the stuff out there. Um, the, you know, the, uh, the lack of PSN exposure. I mean, we focused on 1050, but is that more a Toronto thing rather than the league as a whole? Um, I, I would argue that we are a country of big divides and we have an urban and rural divide. And I feel like the CFL does do better in a more rural demographic. Um, I mean, in the big cities, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more choice. It's a lot more cosmopolitan and international. Um, and if you don't cater it, and I mean, I kind of get where Randy Ambrose is coming from with CFL 2.0. I mean, you get a, maybe you get a French guy and on the team and then you get all the French population coming out to the game. I understand that. Um, but, I, I don't know that that's going to materialize with the way that they're going about doing it. it. It's again, in my rant, it's sort of like I would describe it as if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? You know, I met, I think I mentioned the combines and stuff in Europe. They're not, there's no video like video is King video is the best form of content. It shows people that these things are actually happening and you can, you can see it for yourself. You can evaluate it. We, we got some still pictures and, and an article, a, te- a plain text article. That, that's not appealing to, to me, honestly. Yeah, that was, that was like your first paragraph in that. <laughs> that was your first paragraph in, under a lack of exposure, and I totally agree. I mean, you, I mean, we want I mean, I think we would, would love to see what, the, what these kids from, or kids and even in some cases more adults from other countries i'd love to see what they can love to see what they can do like even in a combine aspect i'd love to see what what like how fast they can move in a 40 how what their vertical is you know i think it'd be great to actually have video of that but i mean we have we have canadian players in mexico right now um me and the calgary mod uh, picker pilgrim we actually are moderators of the lfa the uh mexican leagues subreddit as well and we're keeping track of the canadian players and you know, we have clips of the stuff, but like, why isn't the league doing this? You know, like we're like, this is the part that really blows my mind, guys. We're six volunteers across Canada. Like I'm the Toronto mod. There's a Calgary mod. There's a Regina mod. We all kind of have our purposes. This is all volunteer labor love. And uh, we get 400,000 page views on average a month. Uh, Great cup. We get closer to a million page hits in that month, in the Great cup month that these are better metrics than the CFL's official Instagram page. We're almost double them and we're unpaid guys. Like, you know, I look at this, like, what are they doing? That's insane. <laughs> I had no idea it was that good. At least on the CFL subreddits end. I can't believe it's that actually, actually that excellent. Well, th- think about impressions, like just pure impressions and engagements. On that rant, I had, what was it, 134 upvotes and 90, 95 comments or something like that? Yeah. Did you go on a plus, bunch of the... Plus three platinum awards and a silver award. Yeah, and if you go on, you know, official CFL Twitter, what do they got? Maybe there's a whole rack of posts that they have that are getting no engagement. Like, they, they might have a few comments here and there on them, but, you know, it's not, it's clearly not engaging content. You can see that there's not tons of action going on on these on these things. You get more you get more action out of the fan groups, honestly. Hmm. And and that's not to say like God bless people like Mike Hogan, Adam Kruger, all those guys in the office. They they've got it figured out. I think the Argos have it more figured out than the league office itself. Um, yeah, because Adam Kruger's on the right path. Argos Twitter's on point. Like they're doing best practices. But yeah, I don't know. I, I could cr- critique this all day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, c- kind of moving on a little bit away from your rant, um, there was a post uh, by the CFL Reddit uh, earlier today on on Twitter, actually, um, and once again, basically echoing your 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 sentiments um, about the about how the Argos are doing things right. Um, I think it, some of it may be lost on, uh, you know, 
some some of us who were maybe not too up on on all the terminology, but he said, looks like a few other CFL teams social have been following the Toronto Argos lead and shit posting. Yeah, uh, their metrics are out of this world. Who would have thunk it? Uh, yes, us, we thunk it. Um, now, you know, we kind of looked up shit posting a little bit, and I'm a little bit confused. What is shit posting? <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I, I did my postgraduate in public relations at Ryerson University. Um, one of the things we learned about connecting with people is to speak their language and to genuinely be part of their community. I mean, the average person is a goofball. So you want to goof around with them. You want to meme with them. You want to, you know, post some nonsense. I mean, one of the XFL's TikTok posts that did really well was literally just a guy trying to balance an XFL cup on a computer monitor. Like, it's it's stupid, but a lot of people can re- relate to that because they're either, you know, in their office or they're at home and they're just bored and, you know, I don't know. They just want to watch goofy shit. Yeah. But okay, the branding's so- there. The branding's there. So, you know, they relate to it. It's like, you know what? I, I like XFL. They they get me. I, I'm a goofball that balances cups, too. I don't know. So shit posting is a good thing, then. Because there's some definitions out there that kind of, you know, at least sound to the contrary. Depends on who you're offending if you're putting up an offending one. Well, it's like anything. It has to be done right. If it's not done right, then... It's not going to work. And I mean, I pointed that out with other things in the CFO, like they have a YouTube channel, but you know, they're just, they're just kind of not executing it properly. They kind of know what they got to do, but they, I don't think they have the, uh, the execution. Well, if they, if they leverage YouTube about, I don't know, double or triple what they're doing now, it would be, they would act, it would actually, I think, expand the reach huge. Yeah, I mean, take those engraved on a nation documentaries and put them on YouTube. I have no idea why they're not on YouTube or not available somewhere online that somebody can go on and learn about the 1971 Argonauts, the greatest team that never won, Joe Theismann, uh, Leon McQuay, Leo Cahill. Like, these are all stories going untold in the internet era. It's difficult to find content on this. Like, this should be, this should be somewhere. Post old games on there. Every other league's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean you can buy entire DVDs with uh seasons of games. I mean Ooh. where <laughs> <laughs> He 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 wants to know quote unquote he, for science. He loves no, science wants to buy these. <laughs> <laughs> you could you can find them on the internet. I mean, the, the NFL does condensed games too. I mean, I have no idea why we're not doing condensed games. It completely cuts out the commercials. You get, you get that fan base. Um, <laughs> this is also what I don't understand about the CFL. A lot of these things are available illegally online, and they just haven't clamped down on it. Like they're not on top of it. I mean, that, that's just another. I, just, I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It just, it just, yeah. This is just back to the point. I'm just, I'm just coming full circle back to the point here. You know, Josh, we want want to thank you for joining us. Um, and, uh, some actually very insightful stuff. It's, you know, for somebody who kind of for followed this, this, uh, little CFL Twitter explosion on this, on the, at least just the one point here, it's much more articulate and well thought out than, you know, it then initially it seemed just on the on the surface, and it well, just kinda, guys. I, I think it I think it also kind of goes you know it it goes to the 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 part of the point you're making too is that you know a lot of the things the CFL is doing is just kind of those things on the surface and not doing anything to really you know figure out the whole meat of everything and get that out there so. You know, congratulations to you for for articulating that. Uh, probably what a lot of people have been thinking, uh, but nobody's ever written it down before. And uh, I, you've probably articulated it better than uh, any anyone that I've heard so far. Well, thank you very much, guys. If you ever want uh, more insane ramblings on the podcast, uh, don't hesitate to give me a call. 
We are definitely writing down your number, and we're going to keep that for future reference. Uh, Josh, before we let you go, since you've now been on the show, everybody needs to know where they can find you, what platforms you're on, and uh, how they can interact with you, because you obviously know what you're talking about. And some of these people need to actually talk to you to get the point. Okay, the best way to find me would be on Reddit, on the CFL subreddit. Uh, my username is JoshWayTV, Josh uh, Way and TV, uh, J-O-S-H-W-A-Y-T-V. Um, I'm, I'm always on there. You can shoot me a DM. I'm on there. I'm posting all the time. You can find me on Twitter, uh, J-O-S-H-W-A-Y-T-V as well. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's the best way to find me. All right. Thank you very much, Josh, for joining us on the Argus FanCast. And uh, you have a good rest of your night. Yeah, you guys have a good night, too. Argos! There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, he just cemented himself with a with a uh, second appearance at some point. <laughs> Excellent. Come see me, Section 226, Row 1. I got the big flag. I'm directly right, opposite of Doug. Well, Southside represent? Yeah. And that was Josh McGee of uh, CFL Reddit fame, I guess. He's he's also he's also the uh, he's also the uh, the captain of the good ship Argo on on Reddit as well at our Argonauts, where I am the chief engineer. So he's Kirk, he's Kirk. He gets all the women, gets all the danger. I'm Scotty, and I'm the one who gets killed by a robot twice, but get brought back to life back twice. To life. Yeah, yeah, he gets brought back to life twice too. You know, I was I was kind of, you know, a little bit blown away by, you know, it, it wasn't just the standard, you know, post we've seen. He actually had a lot of stuff to back up his information. This is this is why I think certain Saskatchewan fans need a TLDR on every single thing that's on the internet because obviously they don't read past the first paragraph. Oh, I don't think well, I don't think that uh, they essentially finished the first paragraph. Probably got uh, probably got to that one point and just said, "Well, what's what's this reading? Bah, I could buy I could read I could read the 1973 John Deere manual better than this. It's probably more entertaining than this anyway." <sighs> okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Am I just like completely throwing the writers under the bus here on this one? Because I mean, I know I've thrown. I, I, and the thing is, I really do respect the writer fan base here, right? And I don't like throwing fan bases under the bus that don't deserve it, right? <laughs> you just like throwing things under a bus, period. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Especially if they're wearing black and yellow. But, uh, but that's beside the point. <laughs> that's a different kind of bus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi is once again doing his Randy's road trip um, all across Canada. Uh, we have yet to have our official date for the Toronto Argonauts, but he has kicked it off nonetheless. He was in Ottawa a few days ago, and he kind of floated the idea of maybe changing how the postseason happens in the CFL. A new playoff format. Get your shit in Gear Eastern Division. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, what I do you mean, think we're trying to do? <laughs> what, what, he's, uh, what he's kind of put out there, and you know, there's nothing, uh, nothing concrete other than you know, what he said uh, in that one thing, that you know, this is a you know, an idea that they're kicking around in the CFL offices, but you know, the, the two division winners would uh, get their standard buy. And then the, the next uh, team seated three through six in the whole league, regardless of division would make the playoffs. Now, I don't think that's all that crazy. I think that's a, probably a really good idea, you know, that you, you wouldn't have uh, things, people worried about this crossover anymore, that uh, it, sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's not. Um, 
especially since it's really only worked in the West favor. You know, they kind of haven't seen that with the East crossing over yet. Um, but where it gets a little crazy is he said that he the in this new format it would allow the number one team to kind of pick their side of the bracket. Turn to page 11 to choose the Edmonton Eskimos. Choose the Calgary Stampeders. Turn to page 42. Doug? Problem is that both pages lead to certain death. Mm. So so we're moving to a choose-your-own-adventure. Mm-hmm. As Peter Diakowski said, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, I... I don't think it's uh, it's really a bad thing that he's floating these ideas out there. No, I'm not. I, I'm I'm not close to the idea of picking your opponent. I just not sold on it yet. I need I, I need to be sold on that idea. And at initial glance, I, I just I I don't know. I don't think something like that would work. Well, for, for starters, it's out of the box thinking. Yeah. Right. And I'm always for out of the box thinking. I mean, it doesn't necessarily. I mean, with this, it like it, it could be really. It could be really cool to see, especially let's just say, let's just say it comes down to you have you have uh, uh, Calgary at the top of one. And they get to pick. They get to pick their opponent, right? And they end up going. Yeah, uh, you know what? We'll just take. We'll take the the eight and ten. We'll take the eight and ten team on the bottom of the list that just that's just squeaked in. And that and then that eight and ten team would school them. I think that that would that would turn. <laughs> I think that would actually. Yeah, turn, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. So basically, you called your shot and you got your ass kicked. Good one. That would, that would just provide laughs for the rest of the off season. Yeah, it would definitely be bulletin board material for sure. It's I I think it's I'm like a lot of people. Well, there are a lot of people that came out and just completely threw this under the bus. Since we were talking about throwing things under the bus, um, but I'm there. I'm just not sure that you know this is something that you need to completely dismiss. But the other side to this is floating this idea, um, which, as Randy Ambrosi did admit, uh, was actually came from the mouth of uh, Blue Bombers president Wade Miller. He was the first to suggest something like that. Um, No, Jesus. (laughs) Really? Hey, he's not taking credit for somebody else's suggestion and they're just kind of floating on the back of uh, what uh, major league baseball has floated out there and it's it's really not a new idea that this whole idea has been floated for years and years in sports it's just never actually materialized so we would be the first ones to potentially materialize this if he's as serious as he's as they sound about it then yeah the cfl will be the first league to to do this hmm interesting <laughs> i mean we've always been i always figured that the cfl was a very progressive league on most uh on most things right i mean the reddit rant notwithstanding because obviously we're not that progressive when it comes to that stuff but when it comes to like the rules of the game, player safety, we're usually they're usually we usually invent the rule and then the NFL picks up on it about thirty five to forty years later. Mm. So if we do do this, this would actually I you know what I like I said I would be interested to see how it would how it would actually work in like uh, in that sort of scenario. So. Uh, something, something, a little bit of a project for me to work on. Yeah, I, I think when all is said and done, um, 
I think I don't think they'll end up going with the choose your own, own adventure style playoffs. They um, may go with that seating. Yeah, they 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 may go with that seating, but uh, if they want to give even more uh, luster to getting that number one spot, you know, after the first round, everybody gets reseated again. Don't embarrass me, Eastern Division. You know, I, I see that more as where they they would head, just because I think this. I I just don't Giving think into the Westerners. Yeah. I I don't know if this would be the. It won't be the popular. It, doing this would not uh, curry favor with the the CFLPA right now. I don't think. Speaking of the PA. Uh, what the who the hell came up with that idea? What? Well, and the Can idea you explain, please. <laughs> well, the idea you're talking they were about. Thinking of this possible contingency, I don't think they were like, "Oh, we must prevent T.J. Jones from making two hundred thousand dollars." They just had a brain fart and didn't consider that as a possibility. Yeah, and I think what. Uh, you know, what we're getting at is, you know, we've all seen the reports that the Argos signed TJ Jones, a uh, Canadian receiver that's uh, played five years in the NFL. Um, he also played for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Um, oh. And uh, he signed a reported uh, two-year contract, I believe it was, with the Toronto Argonauts for $200,000. Um, currently, the CBA that was signed last spring uh, restricts rookie Canadian players to three-year contracts for or slightly above the league minimum of 65000 per season. Uh, and that was uh, reported as uh, you know, Dave Naylor broke the story, but uh, I think there are a few people that have alluded to this being the, the one signing that the Argos can't announce yet. Um and you know, it was a loophole. This, you know, they've they've come out and said that uh, that this wasn't the intent of the rule, and it was language that uh, really didn't prevent that. But you know, I guess that there always has to be some one person to see it, and you know, if they don't figure this out soon, T.J. Jones might look back to the NFL and you know never come calling again. Well, and the funny thing is, I mean, the minimum in the NFL is such that he's taking less money to come up here, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I believe the minimum roster is, uh, roster spot is, is somewhere in the range of uh, 400 uh, to 500,000, somewhere in there. So, I mean, you're already looking at double, but uh, he wants to play. You know, and he's probably not getting that playing time in the NFL, but he would be making more money. He's probably going to be making more than that minimum in the NFL as well, because he's officially uh, got that veteran status. Yeah, they'll fix this. I think it's a technicality nobody intended there to be, and uh, it'll work itself out. Yeah, and, and I think it was a technicality that uh, nobody but the lawyers really saw. Um, because when you read Naylor's article, uh, he, he writes that uh, Jones is ruled a free agent by the league in December. Uh, the CFL informed his agent that he had the same rights as any American free agent new to the league. So meant min uh, a minimum two-year contract and whatever the market would deliver. And then once that language was officially confirmed by the lawyers with the CFL and the CFLPA, well, they made a mistake. Whoops. <laughs> uh, luckily, the CFL looks like they have put forth some new language uh, to the CFLPA to fix this rule. So now, hopefully... Um, everything gets ratified and TJ Jones becomes officially a Toronto Argonaut 
but I'm not going to say it's going to happen until I see it happen. There's too many things that have been said were going to happen and didn't happen in this in this league, and I think it's going to happen. I'm not sure. So you're saying it's so you say there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. I think it's probably a pretty good chance. But you never know with this day and age in labor negotiations and addendments to labor contracts. Especially what's happening in Ontario right now. <laughs> Especially. But we won't get into that. <laughs> no. No, that's, that's uh, for a whole other talk show. That's for a whole other. That's a, for a whole other podcast. Not. It's not in this network not, anyway. Not what we talk about. No, and and the other, the last thing that the you know we want to get to to this week is uh, the CFL is uh, moving forward with uh, their combines coming up in March. They've still got three more slated uh, for around the world, one in uh, Brazil, one in Mexico, and I believe it's another one somewhere in Europe. Denmark, and it's happening this weekend. Denmark this weekend, uh, the 29th. And and then they they go to Brazil, and the last one is in Mexico, and then they're going to announce the full list of national combine uh, participants. So while this is all these other combines are going on, we've got the regional combines and then finally commencing with the national combine in, uh, at the end of March in Toronto. Once again, I was, I happened to look at a few where a few of these guys are from and, you know, we're, we're starting to reach, a lot more uh, from around the world, and I, I think it's uh, it's only going to be good. I, I know, you know, a lot of people want to see the results of CFL 2.0 uh, fast, but I think with uh, what they're trying to do in building the CFL game around the world, it's more of a long play than anything, um, and. Uh, well, evidence of that is, uh, I, I guess there were rumors coming out of uh, Randy Ambrosi's visit to Australia uh, this offseason, where the Australian Gridiron Football League, whatever, I'm not sure what they're called down there, uh, but they're considering adopting the three-down game as opposed to the four-down game. I always loved the Aussies. I always did. I could still I could still imagine if if the Aussies came up here for Grey Cup. I mean, considering <laughs> consider, considering that they call base because uh, this is just a little bit of a backstory here on them. Um, they have like this big event, this big um, motor race called the Bathurst Motor Race every year. And it's basically basically what it is is just one giant pissed up bar brawl between Ford supporters and GM supporters. And apparently, one year they tried to restrict how much alcohol they could bring into the bring in onto the grounds. And the restriction was either a two four beer or a gallon of wine, and people were calling that a serious restriction. How long is this race? I believe I I believe it's a might be I don't know I don't know if it's twelve hours or twenty four hours I'm not sure. Yeah, two four would be a, a serious restriction on uh, on our Aussie friends. Ah, uh, here we go. The bath. I think this is the uh, I think this is it. It's called the Bathurst One Thousand. I could be wrong. I'm not sure, but it goes for a thousand kilometers or six hundred and twenty miles. Either way, a two four or a gallon of wine, it's for them it's a serious restriction. Can you imagine them coming up here for Grey Cup? 
or it starts. Oh <laughs> man. Or it starts on. It would probably start for them on Monday because they'd probably get pissed up on the way to the airport. Then they'd have to fly from, let's say Sydney, for example, to Vancouver, <laughs> refuel the plane, and then head to wherever in Canada where they were going to go for Cray Cup. So they would have plenty of pre-gaming going on before they even hit before they even hit the Grey Cup parties. Spirit of Edmonton will have to rent out a hockey arena. <laughs> they will. Yeah, if we're bringing the Aussies and the and the uh, four yeah. words, four worst. <laughs> East Coast kitchen party with a so with we're, a bunch we're talking of about the, we're talking about the whole city of Halifax, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'd I'd say the Halifax, the metro area, and pro and probably. I don't know, at least 100 to 150 clicks out from there as well. Oh, let's make this happen, CFL. Yeah, let's make it happen. I want to I want to start I want to see some Aussies up up at Grey Cup next ne- this coming year. I want to see it happen. Good day, uh, mate. Huh? Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Put another shrimp on the Bobby. Although, I don't think they'd be doing yeah. that. No, no, they don't do that. No. Same thing. Uh, it's, it's the same thing. They don't drink Fosters either because Fosters to them, it's like, it's basically like Budweiser to us. It's piss. <laughs> it's piss in a can. I believe, I believe the number one beer down there oh. is a Victoria Bitter, right? I don't know. It's. That's what somebody told me once, but uh, oh. whether or not that's that that's the truth or not, it's subject to subject to uh, your point of view, I guess. Hang on, I'm just looking this up here. Beer in Australia. Uh, beers by oh, here we go. And then they have beers by region. Okay. So, no, I'm I'm looking because it because it, it doesn't wow. exa- because it doesn't exactly say uh, uh, top rated beers though. Okay, so they have Hop Hog and it's an American IPA, five point eight percent. But uh, a lot of these are all pale ales. Let's see if we can find one that isn't. Okay, this this is all like craft brewers. What is the most popular beer in Australia? Lager is the most popular beer in Australia. Lager. Yes, we know that. Yeah, but which one? Uh, oh, here we go. No, not you Foster's. Got, no, you got, no. Yeah, because yeah, you got... Yeah, Victoria Bitter is one of them. X. Uh, Cooper's. Carl... Carlton Draft. Hmm. Okay. We should. If you ever have, a, if they ever have, a, have them up here, I'd like to try one. It'd be interesting. <laughs> All right, Australian beers. I think it's time for the uh, three-minute warning. Yeah. <laughs> right, right onto the beers. What? Can we just wait? Oh, I don't know. We got into beer. We were we were already in the pre. We, are, we already. St- we already. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's that weird time. It's that weird time before the three minute warning and the clock accidentally goes over, and then they ah. blow the whistle. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you hearing? Okay, just just a little. I got actually got just got a message from Josh here, just to let you know. Uh, the NFL uploads old games in in their entirety for free on the YouTube channel. Yes, they do. Yeah. And uh, NHL, well, I find that MLB is pretty aggressive in taking down games that get posted. 
but yeah, the other yeah, because you got to have the expressed written consent, right? Yeah. So there oh, are C- there are people post CFL games online. It's just not, uh, you know, always the best quality. But you know, what can you do? Yeah, it's like he sent me a couple of links here, and I know one of them was like one of them was like seven point six million views after the fact. Seven point six million views af- like way after the game was over. Because I think, well, hang on, I'm just gonna look at it. Because this first one, yeah, it's Super Bowl. Uh, it was Seahawks and Broncos Super Bowl. I don't remember the number. Uh, oh, here we go. The oh, the uh, uh, Ravens and Broncos 2012 AFC Divisional Playoff. That was another one. And then another one he posted was, well, yeah, yeah Tom Brady, yeah, Patriots, Seahawks, Super Bowl. So, and the thing is, they actually put a hashtag of free game Friday. So they load up a free game on a, on Friday from the, from their archives. So just, so why can't the CFL do the same thing? Mm. Unless, unless they don't own their own content, which I think would be dumb. That's that's the that for, that's the only thing I can think of that they don't that the reason why they don't do it is probably because they don't own their own content. Yeah. About that. I'm not sure they do own all their own content. That's what I'm thinking. Very very bad. All right, what else we got? Okay. Uh, there was something else here that I saw. Oh, in uh, CFLPA news, Jeff Keeping is going to be stepping down as uh-huh. head American in there. Well, Ke- well, Keon Raymond immediately is right to the front of the line to to run the CFLPA, or rather, to be the head honcho there. They could pick worse. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, who knows who else is going to be... Who else would come out of the woodwork, right? Yep. You know, I I think an American as president with a Canadian as the vice president would would probably go, go over pretty well. Yeah, I think that would I think that would go over pretty good. Uh, let's see. Ah, eh. Well, let's see. And of course, the Grey Cup, as as the as the unf- even though the winter of Streveler came to an abrupt close, considering he's now trying going with the I think it's the Cardinals. Uh, apparently, the Grey Cup made an appearance at I believe a Brandon Wheat Kings game. Yeah, Brandon Wheat Kings taking on taking on Edmonton Oil Kings. And the Grey Cup showed up there. Kings. That sounded more like <laughs> Leonard. That sounded like Leonard Cohen and not Gord Downey. <laughs> Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Will is more Leonard Cohen than Gord Downey, but <laughs> that that sounded so wow. So depressing. <laughs> it's a depressing song. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you just made it really. You just like took it to the next level. Oh, well. Take Manhattan and Berlin. <laughs> Are, are you through there? I think we lost yeah. Will for a moment. Yeah. And and lastly, <sighs> Hamilton fans still can't get it through their heads that their that their club was formed in 1950. There there are still some people out there who think their their football club was was founded it when it well back when it was supposed to be founded and we all know that it died and and their club is a Frankenstein club. We all know this, but and our good friend, our good friend Joshua, we just had on the show, just completely shot down this one guy or these Hamilton fans who keep thinking that hey, we're hey we're 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 older than the Argos. No, you're not. 
No, you're not. You're a Frankenstein club, and everyone knows this. You know what? If if they happen to pay attention to their own team's uh, marketing, they they're, they were celebrating 150 years of football in Hamilton, not 150 years of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah, because even they know that they're even they know even Bob Young knows. That the Thai Cats don't stretch all the way back to 1869. No, they're comprised of uh, they're three, comprised three teams, I believe. I think so. Either either way, yeah, three dead teams sewn together to make one. The Tigers, the Wildcats, and the Alerts. Alerts. Although I think the didn't the Alerts die before those two? Didn't the Alerts like was like weren't they like way dead? Well, as as far as what they're considering is part of Hamilton football, it's uh, part of their their history in Hamilton. They're they're including them in that 150 years. Oh, okay. So if uh, if we're going that route, we're at least three teams, three teams in. Ah, okay. And yeah. now four teams if you include the Tiger Cats. My favorite team name, days of yore, is the Winnipeg Pegs. <laughs> the Winnipeg Pegs. Yes. <sighs> How creative! <laughs> Man, that's that that the Pegs. Just, <laughs> that just screams of some guys drinking around a, a table <laughs> and going, "Man, we need a football team." What are we going to call ourselves? And then somebody just yelled, I'm with the pegs! Hey, we're from Winnipeg! Like, and one guy said, Perfect! <laughs> one guy just went out and said, Perfect! Hey! Uh, and then they all just made one, then they just added to the beer snake and kept on drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think one of my favorite te- well I mean one of my favorite teams considering I live in the city is the Kitchener is the Kitchener Dutchman. Wow. Arch Dutch. Well, there there oh. are a lot of Dutch in that area. That's that's Nick who's Dutch. Never mind. <laughs> although although now although now they're they like they they use the name as like the Junior hockey team, so the level that's actually below the Kitchener Rangers actually uses the name now. So now they're a hockey team as opposed to, uh, yeah, as opposed to the CFL because they kind of, uh, well, yeah, they kind of went tits up after. I think I think it was they were they were operational for like ten years, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna have to dive into the history to see what kind of names we can we can find in there. Uh, we know the Argonauts have been around for. A long time. Forever. I think we're, we're pushing 147 years. We'll have the Cincinnati Red Stockings. <laughs> it's a good thing they shortened that. That just didn't sound... I mean, it may have been good for the time, but... Yeah. All right, I think that does it for the Argos Fancast. We need to go uh, replenish our beer stock. Doug, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter at both at DougB519. You can find my group, the Double Blue Order, on Twitter at Double Blue Order, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Double Blue Order, and on Instagram at The Double Blue Order. And Dr. William Gertler, MBA, where can they find you? On Twitter at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com. And you can find me at All Kinds of Clay on both the Twitter and Instagram machines. We want to thank our guest, Josh McGee of the CFL Reddit and Argonaut subreddit. You can find him on Reddit at JoshWayTV and uh, on Twitter as well at JoshWayTV. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast on Twitter and anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast. 
Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and anywhere that hosts podcasts, we're probably there. Just search Argos Fancast. We are also a proud member of the Canadian Football Broad- Canadian Football Podcast Network. You can find them at cfpodnetwork.ca and cfpodnetwork on Twitter. That does it for the Argos Fancast. We'll talk to you next time. Mm.